This is a podcast for creatives exploring the art of writing ugly, embracing it, and pushing forward. I'm your host, Brooke Shante, and I'm journeying on my own path as a writer, uncovering hard facts, hidden truths, and occasionally sharing some interesting experiences along the way. Stay tuned for heavy rotations of positivity, productivity, and possibility. Welcome to Creatively Imperfect. Hey creatives, it's the second episode of the Creatively Imperfect podcast. If you're returning, thank you for coming back. And if you're here for the first time, welcome. I want to take a brief moment to say thank you to all those that are supporting me in my writing journey, especially uh, at this point with a new podcast and not really knowing where I'm going with it, but just having having fun. Um, I just wanted to take a moment just to say thank you so much. I received such great feedback and encouragement from my last podcast episode. And thank you. You guys have been super supportive and super sweet. Just thank you for all your kind and encouraging words. You don't know how much that means to me. So thank you. Infinity squared. Thank you. (laughs) Okay, guys. So can anyone guess what month we are in? And if you say October, you are wrong because this month for the writing community it's actually called Preptober. <laughs> yes, Preptober. We are here. I'm excited. I, I have many writing buddies, many writing friends, many writing people that are excited and are ready for it. It's on pretty much everyone's minds and to-do lists. It's, it's the hashtag trending topic within the writing community. Like the most used hashtag for the month of October for writers is preptober i kid you not I don't, I don't care what no one says it's it's literally a whole thing now for those of you that are scrunching your face and going preptober what is that well let me explain preptober it's something that goes down religiously every october for the entire month and it's a month dedicated for writers to make preparations for the ginormous writing event held in november which is NaNoWriMo. (laughs) Are you still with me? Okay. So NaNoWriMo is an event that happens every November. I want to say it started like, like in around, I think 2001, 2002. Don't quote me, but I, I know for sure that it's been around for a really long time. And it's a writing challenge that encourages and motivates writers from all over the world, all over the world. It's not just a national thing. It's literally a worldwide event. And it encourages writers from all over to write 50K words in 30 days. Let me say that one more again for the good folks in the back. (laughs) 50,000 words in 30 days. I said what I said. (laughs) I'm anxious just saying it. And it's a huge challenge, not only being a huge challenge, but it's a pretty intimidating commitment, if you ask me. In fact, since joining NaNo last year, I've never been able to produce that many words in 30 days. Never. I'm, I'm actually still a little messed up in the head after NaNo last year. <laughs> I have a whole like 17,000 words or so that I've totally abandoned and need to revisit and I'm not ready to be there with that story. That story needs to just sit and and just sit down for a minute. But that's besides the point. This go round, I've been making the best efforts I know how to prepare for this year's nano events in November. And I want to know for those of you who are participating and prepping this year, 
how's it all working out for you? What are you doing to prepare? And those of you who literally just heard about Preptober, since obviously you've been living under a rock, just we're just going to say that, um, do you intend on joining the writing community in this frenzy of preparation this month? And with that, it brings me to a heavy topic I wanted to touch on, hence the, the title of this podcast, um, writing ugly, write ugly, write that first draft. And as Dan, uh, Dan Brown so eloquently says it, write like nobody is watching because nobody is. <laughs> but my question is, how can we write ugly if we're so stuck on creating a masterpiece? Like, how can we embrace writing ugly if we want this perfect first draft? And this has been something that plagued me for a really long time in my writing, especially since taking it so, so much more seriously. Um, I've always just felt like, okay, the first draft is it. Like, this is what the first draft is going to be. It's going to be this, like, this perfect thing. And it's going to be beautiful and everybody's going to want to read it and everybody's going to wait, you know, and, and, and I'll be able to get it published and all this wonderful stuff. But in reality, I was doing myself more harm than good because there is no perfect first draft. And I honestly didn't know that, like, before deep diving into writing the way I am now, I thought you can just write and everything will be okay the first, the first go round, but... It turns out it doesn't work that way. <laughs> and um, from experience, I've learned the hard way. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen that way. And sometimes you don't even complete a first draft to even have a first draft at all. <laughs> if that makes any kind of sense. Um, yeah, and I think I think a lot of writers or, or some writers get into the mindset of this perfect first draft and they put so much expectations on this first draft that you know it falls through it doesn't it doesn't become this draft because either they get they don't you know they're not motivated anymore or they feel like it's too much or you know maybe life gets in the way and they just put it on the back burner because it's you know they get this shiny idea and they're so excited about it, and then they go have a go at it, and it's doing its thing, they're doing the right thing, and then they put so much perfection wrapped around the draft, but they forget about, like, the actual, like, the act of writing, like, just write the draft, do not worry about the pronouns and the point of view, if it makes sense, and you don't need to worry about any of those things because that's what edits and revisions and second drafts and third drafts and even fourth, fifth, sixth drafts are for. I've, I've spoken to writers that said they they go up into like 10 drafts before they hit a final copy of their story. For me, that's like, whoa. That's, and that's a lot of dedication. That's a lot of dedication and that's... That's a lot <laughs> to, to, to continue draft after draft after draft. That's heavy. But um, for me, my issue for a long time was thinking that it was okay to edit as I'm drafting. And that is not okay. Like, you can't write ugly if you continue to 
write a sentence, read the sentence, fix the sentence, write another sentence, go back, don't like it, go back a sentence again, edit that, come back, then jump two sentences forward, then figure out if this pronoun makes sense right there. If it doesn't, go back and scrap the whole sentence and start two more sentences. Like, how are you getting any writing done? You're not. And this is a largely why a lot of first drafts just hang out in the back seat. They don't ever, they don't ever get a shotgun seat because, like, you know, you're putting so much emphasis and time on things that are really should not be your concern until after the draft is completed and written, and you can't complete it or write it if you try to edit it all the time or you have this, you know, this mindset of. It has to be right on the first time. No. When you are writing your draft, it needs to be a draft. That's what a draft is. Nothing is set in stone. You can make it as horrible as it needs to be because, quite frankly, maybe half of that stuff that you wrote the first go-round won't even end up in the second go-round. You know, it's like, we. I don't know why we do this. Well, I don't know why I do this. I know I've spoken to other writers that do do this, but... I don't know how many writers do this. I just know that we get so caught up in perfectionism and, 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 you know, the first time around, this is it. No, like, all the greats, do you know how many times it took them to go through their, their draft before they actually sent it off to an editor or they their publisher published it or... It, it took them maybe seven times. You think Stephen King writes perfectly on the first time? No. And he's like up there as like one of the greats, if if, if we can just speak on him for a minute. He's like up there as like the goat, the king, whatever the young kids are using. I don't know the term, but you know, he's high up there as in the writing community. Do you possibly think that the first draft that Stephen King did he said okay this is the bestseller this is what it's going to be ready for publication let me hand this over to my editor great no and if we handed it over to an editor then obviously it's going to turn into a second draft because the editor has to go through it and then he has to make the correction so that's not a first draft so obviously no your first draft is going to suck it's going to sound crappy it's going to be horrible it's going to be cringy you're going to you're going to want to throw it away but you know what you told the story you got the story down on paper it's ready to go it's ready to do the next thing which is to be looked over again and you know you have to figure it out you have to go through that mud that stickiness of your story and get to the nitty-gritty and figure out what you want to keep what you want to take out what you like what you don't like if the, if you do need to add those pronouns if you do need to take them out you know if you have run-on sentences is, is your punctuation on point all those things you can start doing once the draft is done and that is really hard for a lot of writers to hear because they really believe in their hearts that writing the first time is it and that's it. But you have to embrace writing ugly. Writing ugly is actually a beautiful thing because you get to see your story come alive and nothing is set in stone. Your story comes alive, but it can be told so many different ways and it's a whole discovery process, honestly. You you don't know which way it's going to go. You just know it's going to go. That's the point in writing. It's it's to, to go. It's to get there. It's to get to the end. 
And how can you come up with this wonderful story if you are still stuck on paragraph five? You got to just write ugly. You just got to, even if it doesn't make sense, even if you wrote it and you say, what in the world did I just write? Continue to push forward. Continue. Because you will have time to go back later, look through whatever it is that you wrote, whatever it is that you typed, and fix it however you need to fix it however it needs to be fixed but sitting there and continuing to try to edit while you write or think in your mind that you're going to have the perfect first draft you're only doing yourself more harm than good and I, and I personally am speaking from experience because this was me maybe two years ago and I've learned over time that I had to just let it go I had to let it go I had to just trust myself I had to just trust my skill and I had to just be brave enough to write. Be brave enough to just write it. Even if it doesn't make no kind of sense. Who cares? Who cares about that? Because at the end of the day, you need to get this story out. This story has to be told. And it's not going to get there if you keep chopping off words and fixing things and going back. Leave it. Just go just go. So for Preptober, what I'm doing is I'm taking up a workshop from Writer's Mastery Academy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. There's an an author. Her name is Jessica Brody. She um, wrote the, uh, not a novel, she wrote like a nonfiction book for writers called Save the Cat Writes a Novel. And I it's like an adaptation from the Save Save a Cat screen play version from um Jake uh, not Jake what is his name Blake Blake Snyder Blake Snyder he wrote Save the Cat and that was a book that was geared towards screenwriters to write with fifteen beats and you know follow a structured outline and this and that and so what Jessica Brody did was she took that same approach and she kind of like get it towards novel writers or novelists if you will Uh, and um so I'm in her workshop and she came up with this fast drafting novel course that I think is like great so if you got the time to check her out go on her um writing mastery academy.com she's there and so is a whole bunch of other people and we're just learning how to write fast write write as fast as we can and just get the story done and get the story told um so but for preptober what i'm doing is not only taking the writing mastery class but i am brainstorming and i'm doing character development and i'm figuring out the plot and just thinking about where i want my story to go mostly um, I did come up with a story a little late in September, I want to say. Yeah, it was like around late September. I came up with a pretty, pretty de- decent story idea. Well, decent that I thought it was. I thought it was. I think it's decent. Um, but anyway, October comes along and like the second day I was doing a prompt. I was in the middle of a writing prompt and just something clicked in my head for me to change the story idea not entirely but just 
just small pieces of it and now the way my story is unfolding now I love like I'm so in love with it like the idea that I have is the type of stuff that I read and 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 watch like I love thrillers I love suspense types of genres so my story is packed with a lot of suspense and I don't want to give too much away because it really is at its infant stage and I don't even know if this is what I'm going to keep in my story when I start writing in November but um it it's it's a personal story kind of it it does have pieces of me in it but then it's loosely based on some of my personal experiences growing up and as an adult and I I didn't realize that until after I came up with my log line for it and I'm like what the wait a minute this sounds familiar oh I kind of I kind of know about this (laughs) why does this sound so familiar to me um so that's what I'm doing I'm doing that and I'm trying to build like a playlist for not all of my characters, but but mainly for the main character, my my um my MC, and my support two of my supporting characters. I want to build a playlist. And what else am I doing? What else am I doing? And that's it. Pretty much just trying to keep a healthy, positive mindset. Trying to be as encouraging as I know how. Um, connecting with other writers, checking in with other writers, seeing where they are at with their month and their preparations and just trying to give out as much positivity as I know how because I know it's a lot like especially trying to write trying to write 50,000 words in a month and having all these other obligations and responsibilities aside from writing that you just have to do like there's no if ands or buts about it you have to be a, a parent you have to be you know you have to go to school you have to go to work you, you gotta pay the bills you gotta feed your family like these things have to happen and you still want to write so I'm trying to hang in there I'm trying to keep sane I'm trying to breathe through all of this but at the same time I'm trying to have fun writing is supposed to be it's supposed to be fun it's not supposed to be like this chore of a thing and if it is for you then maybe maybe writing really isn't for you I I know for me writing is very fun I enjoy it I love it and it's also therapeutic in its own right and um it helps me get through a lot of um it helps me to date to excuse me to think and to process and to relate and to breathe if that makes any kind of sense it's really helpful and and I, I enjoy doing it. I've been doing it for a really long time since I was I think 10 years old maybe eight either 10 or eight or in between I don't know one of one of those ages but really really young and I've always gotten really good feedback on my writing and um I love it it's it's my thing it's my go-to thing it's a, that's what I do that's what people know me as um that I write and so how are your preparations going to be for preptober what are you doing like what what are you doing to keep yourself grounded what are you doing to keep yourself to get yourself rather prepared and are you participating in nano ramo is it nano ramo or nano why do i say nano ramo it's nano ramo right national novel 
Writing Month. Am I saying that right, National Novel Writer? Yeah, NaNoWriMo. <laughs> what are you doing to prepare? Are you preparing? Are you even participating? And if you're not, and you're like, yo, that's some crazy stuff. 50,000 words in a month. How am I? Look, you could do whatever you want to do. You're going to do what you're going to do. If you if you think you can do 50,000 words, do it. Don't just, you know, let 50, 50K words scare you. Try it out. It's, it's a challenge, but, but it's a fun challenge. And mostly what I get from NaNoWriMo is the community sense and the encouragement. I've, I've always liked that since joining. I've always loved that. Or I've felt that since day one. Community, encouragement, support. You got a huge support system. So if you're looking for a writing community, definitely go sign up. Make you a, an account on the NaNoWriMo website. They have a newly designed website. Um, and meet some friends and meet some folks. And there's a large community on um, other social media platforms like Instagram and Twitter. Very, very large writing community and very positive and very encouraging and motivating. And um, you might be surprised how you can find people that you can relate to and that enjoy doing the same thing you do. So, yeah, definitely look forward for that. And um, looking forward to writing more than 50,000 words. Um, <laughs> I don't know how many words I'm going to end up writing at the end of all this, but I am looking forward to writing definitely more than 50,000 words. So, Thank you guys for hanging out with me today. I thoroughly enjoyed our time together. And I encourage you to come back next week for more Writerly Talk. If you want to follow my writing journey elsewhere, you can catch me on Instagram at Day One Writer. You'll see more of my writing content as well as a splash of my personal life. Until then, take a minute to reflect, take a minute to smile, and always be creative. I'll see you next time.